0: Nathan, Mr. Bag and Tag Jones, welcome to the Healthy Beast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's lovely to have you here. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. So you're a well-respected MMA fighter, or cage fighter, as people still call it. I've seen you choke someone out in Bellator, which is like the biggest organisation in the world after the UFC. But I probably know you most as a martial arts teacher. And you've just become a dad. Congratulations, eight weeks ago. Thank you. And if anyone is prepared for fatherhood, because I've seen how patient you are with these kids, and I could never do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, teach. <laughs> yeah, teach martial arts to young people. That, that does require patience and practice, and it's something that I've developed and developed, and I've been working with young people for about, well, young people as a youth worker for about 15 years, um, and teaching martial arts is... Uh, young people teaching martial arts for about eight years now
0: so you taught other things to kids before yeah so before the
1: martial arts I was a generic youth worker sessional worker after school activities uh, that that sort of thing working in schools as well Um, and then due to circumstances and and stuff uh, I changed tact and went into martial arts and Carried on my skills with my, my interests and you know, teaching young people now.
0: So, were you already doing martial arts as a kid or did you?
1: No, funnily enough, I, I was quite a start, uh, a late bloomer, a late starter. I started when I was 23. Really? Yeah, yeah. How old are you now? Uh, 33 now. And I know you can tell. You're a young looking man, you a fine-looking man. Although <laughs> well, yeah, you do no, look a bit different. You, 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 we've both
0: got a little bit of a lockdown. Yeah, You're I've got a lockdown. Yeah, my
1: hair is 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 a mess at the moment. But uh, as soon as I can, I'm gonna get down to the bar and get a trim.
0: Yeah. No, because I mean, I did. T- I've taught a tiny amount uh, over the years, and I knew that although I could f- I find it rewarding. I just wasn't sure I'd have the patience for it. And now having my own children. They might tell a different story. I'm, I try and be patient with them, mm. but you know you've just about got the energy to do that. And the idea of doing it—it's the day in, day out. Because well, I've seen yeah. someone mentioning no names. Not all the kids are easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, when I'm teaching, uh, it's a different capacity to to actually be in the parent because I can give them give them back after an hour or two hours, or, or, or you know, and I'll see them again in a couple of days' time. But obviously, you know, when, when they're at home with you 24-7, it's a different story. But, uh, you know, eight weeks, uh, my daughter is now. So uh, I'm looking forward to it and enjoying each day so far.
0: So you had a little girl eight weeks ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, straight out of lockdown. <laughs>
0: yeah, it must be weird. It must be really weird having...
1: Very weird. But I think I wouldn't change it because it's the time that I have had has been special. I mean yeah it's not been great not being able to see close friends and family and having that support however being at home and having to stay at home is 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 been great for that for that you know father-daughter bonding time and you know with with my partner being being a family you know well i would have taken paternity leave but that would have expired after two weeks and i would have been back into the mix and you know i'm a quite active person so uh yeah, I've just been at home and enjoying it. I suppose
0: that's the thing. People, I guess, all of us during lockdown, you look at other people and you think this must be hard. This must be hard. Obviously, if you know people are losing elderly relatives and stuff, that stuff's terrible. But for having a baby, I suppose in a way it's quite nice to because you want to you want to spend all that time. No, maybe, it's just definitely, like, definitely, leaving everyone else out of it and just
1: concentrating on you. A hundred percent, and it's it's been a nice nice family bubble from that point of view. Don't get me wrong, I am looking forward to getting out of lockdown and getting back to normal everyday life. But I've come this far and, and, you know, I'm still smiling.
0: Yeah, well, that's the main thing. Yeah. And I'll tell you, because having done, having had kids in normal times... Those two weeks of paternity leave, it's like it's five minutes. And I really remember, like, it's straight over. And I remember heading back into work feeling really guilty, you know, because I had an mm. office job at the time my daughter was born. And yeah, heading off into work, kind of feeling like I was abandoning them, <laughs> you know, and just leaving them, yeah, leaving them to yeah. it. Although, I have to be said, because getting out, as, as we're all realizing during lockdown, we need to get
1: out. No, for sure. For sure.
0: How's your is your mental health held up? You- um,
1: yeah, I mean, my, my beacon of light has been, has been my daughter, my daughter, Evan, just to think, right, I'm doing it, doing it for her. But I mean, in terms of, of my mental health, my positive outlook, you know, has, has uh, been tested at times just, you know. I feel, you know, as a professional athlete, being at home, I feel locked in a cage. I feel like a dog locked in a cage. This is how I feel, you know. I've got all this pent-up, I wouldn't say aggression as such, but energy that I need to get out. And I'm sure it's the same up and down the country, you know, a lot of people that need to get their, their daily release of exercise or go back to their normal habits and routines that they can't normally do. I love practising martial arts, jiu-jitsu, very close contact and haven't been able to do that how I used to, you know, for a good best part of three months now, so.
0: That's the thing, for, for anyone, for all of us who are into martial arts, and particularly jiu-jitsu, you hear all these discussions about when we will be able to, to do this or that again and whether it's two metres or one metre and all this and all we're thinking is there's no gap in yeah. in martial arts, there's no gap in jujitsu. you've got to, it's a, you know, a thing that probably puts a lot of people off is you get physical contact with people people sweating on you it's it's not necessarily it's not what we do it for (laughs) not most most of us but it is a part of it and and so you can't really, there's no sure. There's no potential for doing it properly with any kind of social distancing.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I think a positive that will come from it is, you know, everybody's uh, hygiene will be heightened and stuff. So that's always a good good thing. But obviously we've got to come out the other end and, and, and get, back, get back to training, you know.
0: Have you managed to train riding a bike? Um, train yeah,
1: I've, do, I've done some bits and pieces. I mean, it took me a month to get a couple of kettlebells and... They're out the box. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> the cowbells are out the box. You know, um, I've done a, I've done a few bits and pieces just to, you know, what I mean, just to get a sweat on, but nothing like it was before. You know, um, just before going into lockdown, I had a fight, and for that, I'll be training two, three times a day, five, six times a week. You know, so because I'm
0: right, insane because the UFC's been doing these um, behind closed doors events. Yeah, oh, you did one before they did, didn't you? Yeah, you did behind
1: closed doors. So yeah, on the 20th of March, uh, Cage Warriors 113. Uh, it was supposed to be in London uh, in the Indigo O2. I sold like 80 tickets, had all my friends and family ready to, you know, and my supporters ready to support me. And week like fight week, it got relocated uh, to Manchester behind closed doors. So that was a big shift and a big difference. But um, shows are taking place. However, me as a, as a as a fighter as an athlete, I don't want to put myself out there and perform if I can't train properly, you know. So <laughs> I need to train first before I get out and. and
0: yeah, that's it, I guess, isn't it? That you know. people would be fighting and not had their normal
1: training camps. No, exactly. I think. Um, well, I mean, I know now athletes can get elite elite status, so professional athletes can get to back to training, but um, I'm just taking it a bit easy because this virus. Has affected a lot of us and it is still out there, it is still rife. And with my baby daughter, just taking a little bit longer just for me to get back into training myself. But uh, yeah, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be back as much as I can be.
0: So, is it a question of kind of picking selected training partners, other professional athletes, something like that? And training yeah, them, no, no
1: doubt. I mean, uh, the research that I've done at the moment for stage two, for elite sports to get back in, you need like a a designated uh, COVID officer, uh, risk assessments, you need to make sure, you know, that you're temperature checking everybody, that you you can sign like a a declaration to say that I'm symptom free. And as soon as I am symptom free, I'll let everybody know we'll be in a a training pod. You know, there's restrictions like there'll be no showers at the gym. You can't hang around at the gym. Uh, Other restrictions like washing hands, like regularly, you know, like everything's got to be to the T. In your selected pod, so that's that's the phase back, and it started at, at the top at, at elite sports. So hopefully, they'll we'll see a trickle down to get it back to normality. You know,
0: yeah, I hope so. I think people might not realise. I mean, a gym like ours, what's, what we're really calling it now, elevate, elevate martial arts and strength. That's the one. There's professional athletes there like you, but also it's a just a big, important like community space. I think, you know, people go for the classes but they go there to hang out, they go and they come in when they're injured, they just no, to definitely. see people and it's a very important part of the community.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree. And for me, martial finding martial arts was great for my own self esteem, mental health and you know, taking me to the next stage of my life. And I think it's the same for many of us out there and I think had we been in a different time or had we not had the, the current technology that we did, or that we do, sorry, I think we'll be seeing people cope a lot harder. You know, uh, at least I can talk to somebody, you, you know, using social media instantly and multiple people can be connected. As it's, it's been tough, but it could be worse, which is my motto in life.
0: Well, I think... Yeah, I've, I've always been impressed by, as well as your patience, is this positive attitude. And not just that, but the amount you... I did. I was sometimes concerned with the amount I saw you working. <laughs> you must be the hardest working man. in this talk was because quite often there at seven in the morning, so teaching jiu-jitsu or teaching private classes. And quite often there at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, so.
1: no doubt. I mean... If you enjoy what you do, you won't have to work a day in your life, you know, um, and I enjoy what I do. So yes, it's work. I love teaching and I love helping uh, clients, um, but it's something that's within me, you know, to get up early and and to to get it done. But being self-employed, you've got to take the work as it comes, you know, for bad times like this. (laughs) So I've had to work, you know, all that grinding that I did do, you know, at least I can hibernate for a little bit now. And then when we come out of this, uh, even it out slightly. Yeah.
0: Have you managed to do much teaching on Zoom and things like that? Because you've got quite, must have quite a lot of, of private clients that you've had for a long Yeah, time. no
1: doubt. So we uh, teach, still teaching for Elevate online. So we're teaching the boxing, teaching the kickboxing. Uh, I've not been doing any of the jiu-jitsu. It's um, quite difficult because you, you need to be quite... You can do it and there are things to do, but... I've just been focusing on on, on the striking. Um, I've got a few clients that I teach online as well, whether it's it's fitness, whether it's uh, technique, or just, you know, holistic uh, mindset and nutrition. Still been active. There are still things that we can do, you know, so uh, just been keeping it ticking over.
0: Yeah, you sort of wonder what it would have been like if... We didn't have the technology. Because mm. I'm, I'm, I tend to be one of those people who's a bit down on technology. Not that I think we should get rid of it, and it's terrible. But I think you know, I see people in my, to my mind, using it too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you, you see people that they're in their phones too much, and that they don't, they don't look up enough. But of the flip side of that is, imagine going through all of this without technology. No,
1: exactly. I mean, if you look at previous epidemics, it can be done. It has been done. We've got through. But. I just couldn't see myself, you know, um, without my phone now, especially with, technology, uh, with the epidemic and with technology, it's just so useful to uh, communication, you know. So uh, I'm glad I'm in this time as opposed to any other time. You know?
0: Yeah, but I guess probably in another time they, they'd have just let it rip
1: through. Possibly, yeah.
0: yeah. And, there, and, there are, and there are people who think that was what we, what we should have done. Yeah. I mean, my my dad, who was on last week, was one of those. He's seventy eight and a retired doctor, and he was of the opinion that for the damage it's done to to the economy, and which is as you know, we have no way of measuring how bad it's going to be. But for the damage it's done, it's it's not worth, in his words, saving people like him who. Who are mm. getting getting on? I'm just you know, those are his words, not mine. I yeah, yeah. always want the best for my parents, of course. You know, his argument was that maybe it should have been, and probably in times before we had these phones, we probably would have, it probably would have torn to and done its worst. And yeah. the problem is, we've no way of knowing how bad that would have been.
1: No, for sure. But it's good to to have conversations like this and to uh, to think about it and speculate. It makes you more grateful, you know, for for what we do have and. Me going back to my positive outlook because I always, you know, otherwise I'd be cursing, pulling my hair out. So I've always tried to look at the positives and think it could always be worse, you know. Um, and I am grateful for what I do have, even my little family bubble. Um, ha- you know, what I mean, it helps the days go by bar- past. You know? mm.
0: I think it's the only way through. I think there will sadly be people who are affected very badly by this both you know their finances their mental health and so forth but i think most of the people i talk to they think you feel a bit like your back's against the wall because mm. so much is taken away from you and it's forces you to think okay well what can i do what have i got yeah. within my power and all i all i can do to stop myself going crazy is get through every day and like think right well i've got to make sure i try and eat well today i've got to make sure i do some exercise and make sure i'm not horrible to my family which is you know <laughs> is no, you know when when you're all stuck in those four of us stuck in the house together you have moments when tempers fray but no, it's for sure. sort of managing that and just one step at a time do good things you know no, definitely. Don't open a bottle of wine at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's never a good idea, you know. <laughs> Just little healthy steps. And you and you think, as you say, you can't predict exactly what's going to happen. You don't know where our employment's going to be a year from now. But what we can control is is now and keeping yeah. ourselves healthy for now.
1: No, definitely. I don't know how many series of netflix i've watched and you know i've watched more series than than read books but you know i've I've had time to do that and i've had time to tick off the to-do list so it's always easy to stick on the telly that's the the thing no that's it that's it
0: i try and um yeah we've i I just try and the things that might be perceived as negative i just try and push them later and later (laughs) in the day so so you know if you're going to kind of Eat badly, have a drink, watch rubbish TV. The later you start, at least, <laughs> at least then you, I like you've, that. Got, you've got <laughs> you, the rest of the day has been doing hopefully productive things. No, for
1: sure, for sure. I like that. Yeah,
0: go back to. I didn't realise you'd started martial arts so late. Yeah, actually. So that must mean. So when I met you six years ago, something like
1: that, you mm-hmm.
0: were only yeah. four or five years in.
1: Yeah. Were you a sportsman before? No, no, not at all. I mean, fortunately for me, growing up, my mother got me doing lots of positive activities when I was younger. So swimming, I went to clubs, um, played football, played the violin, went to gymnastics, you know what I mean? All these different activities as a uh, a kid, uh, my mum got me to do. So I've tried little things, horse riding, you know, water sports this and you know what i mean and uh, even did the twi- taekwondo for about two months just you know oh you yeah, have a go but as soon as i could stop it i did all my activities and i look back and i think now martial arts is the only thing that i've carried on on doing but um, it's a shelf life sport so when i started late you look at football you look at boxing they their academies they they pick out their their their, their youth stars from from young know so i thought i'd missed the boat so i was like well if it's a shelf life sport i need to give it 110 percent so from the age of 23 i was in the gym grinding 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 learning 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 putting myself out there on the big stages and win or lose it didn't bother me i just wanted to keep keep doing and uh within the 10 years that i've been training i've I've, i feel i've got so much out of it you know and so much so that i want to keep going but also share the messages and, and the lessons that i've learned do you know what I mean and um, passing through when I'm teaching my clients when I'm teaching my students you know so uh, everyone can, can get something from martial arts
0: I think you do it brilliantly I think it's important to add when you said um, it's got a shelf life you're talking there about being a professional
1: yeah competition yeah
0: because because I'm in my I forgot how old I was then. That's terrible. 46, I am. And um, I think a lot of guys my age, you, you sort of think, might play golf or something, but you mm-hmm. want to give up on anything, though you might get hurt. But f- for me, jiu-jitsu, I see it as a thing I want to do forever. No, definitely. Um, you know, I'd done a bit when I was young, when I'd done other martial arts, but properly jiu-jitsu, now I didn't start till I was 40, 41. And yeah, you you feel the injuries more as you get older yeah. for definite. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think this lockdown's been good for. I've been, <laughs> I've been able to heal. So lots, all the niggles that, you get and, mm. and so just to, just doing low impact stuff and doing yoga I felt that the positive I'll take for it is that the nickels that you never quite get yeah. to heal when you're training hard I'm sure I'll, as soon as I go back training I'll, I'll pick up a few more <laughs> yeah
1: for sure no but I, I agree with you I've had I've had time myself to, to, to let things heal the only thing I want to do is get back to practice in those techniques, because if you don't use it, you lose it, you know? And I saw something on um, BJJ Fanatics yesterday. Uh, It was a picture of a horse, and it it was like, this is your jiu-jitsu, before lockdown, and it had gradients, you know what I mean? So from it being like a fine art, perfect picture, all the way down to uh, like a, a children's uh, crayon drawing, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is how I thought my jiu-jitsu is going. And, you know, if I don't use it, you know, I mean, I'm going to regress, you know, but uh, that, that made me chuckle. Yeah,
0: yeah. there's lots of people why they're basically going to be white belts again. Yeah, like yeah. Again.
1: However, on the flip side of that, I've picked up new hobbies as well. So I've been doing an online art class Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. It's actually quite... Um, well, lighthearted. I'm not, you know, I don't want to become an artist or anything, but I take joy in it because I'm doing something for me. You know yeah. what I mean? That has no consequence on my work or whatever. It's just my time. I'm, you know what I mean? Out of the house, or I'm in the house, but my mind is just on, on this picture so my little form of escapism no
0: you um, need I those I, I'm, I was talking to a psychologist friend of mine and she was saying you can you can break down your activities into different things things can be purely entertainment like for us watching Netflix but that has to be only a certain proportion of the day because the rest of the things need to be either they're productive so you're, you're working you're yeah. earning some money in some way it's closeness to others so you can do anything that involves being close with your kid or anything like that, that's great Or it has to be mastery of something. And if it's one of those things, it's great because Mm. it's it's psychologically beneficial. And, yeah, learning to master things is great. This keyboard here has come out. I I played the piano a bit as a kid. And because my kids are learning it seems like the, the time to sort of start no, for picking sure. it up again for sure because if you hear a, yeah. a seven year old do, do a half decent tune you think well be <laughs> go. so yeah, I've been doing yeah. a good guitar and, no, it's and good playing piano and anything like that is just you find that the more you fill your day with those things that are productive closeness or mastery, and and leave the pissing around mm-hmm. <laughs> to, the, to the small proportion. <laughs> no, nah, it's true.
1: It's true. I've got to keep reminding myself to do the same thing because otherwise, you know, once I open my phone, I'll be on my phone playing the silly game. You know, these online games and stuff. So, oh yeah, yeah. I had
0: to. I had to ban. Myself from video games a few years ago because I would find myself just get sucked into them. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Easily done. Yeah, yeah. And, and you just if they're on your phone. It's terrible. I remember when Angry Birds came out, and it's oh. like, that's not—it was a really weird, rubbish game, but so weirdly addictive. And I had it on my yeah. phone, and you'd be—you'd be sitting down, away from the family, and you think, "What am I doing? A grown man playing this ridiculous child's hey, game?" You're not
1: the only one, I tell you. <laughs> Two hours later, I
0: was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. <laughs> That's when you really feel like you've let, you've yeah. let yourself down.
1: No, exactly. My, my motto, it could be worse. Yeah, it you know? <laughs> always could be worse.
0: I wanted to ask you as well about the contrast between the two sides of you that I mentioned. So, very patient, kids, teacher. And then, to be a fighter, it's not just about learning techniques. You've got to have that grit and I I'll I say this before you you have a chance to die, but that sort of you have to have the ability to hurt somebody.
1: Yeah, right? no, and you have sure. to have
0: some something of that in you. And I've rolled with you, and you do have. You, you're. I mean, you you seem like a lovely smiling man now, but you have that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a nice way of saying it, but that little extra.
1: Ability, it's the, this yeah, is emotion yeah, expression. The, the,
0: the little elbows and stuff
1: like that. Well, the thing, the way I look at it, Rich is. If it's if it's it's even me or you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I don't do it to you, you're gonna do it to me. You can do it, to, you know what I mean? So no, but I'm sure you need.
0: Sure, I'm sure you need that. And I think people that don't do martial arts, they might see it as it's it's difficult. They, they try and picture someone as one thing, you know. No, definitely. Like he's a kind, gentle man, or he's a he's a mean man. But you can. It's possible to have the side of you that you need.
1: Yeah. For emergencies
0: or to be a fighter or whatever it is, that side of you that you need to have, hopefully kept locked away for emergencies or, or for your job in your case. Yeah. And then the other side, the, the the loving father and the kind teacher. And I think, because whenever I mention MMA to people that don't understand it, then they say cage fighting, as I did in, in speech marks like that. They sort of think... Mm. So. Yeah, and, and you know, th-
1: and there is a there is stigma attached to being a cage fighter and it wouldn't be something that I would identify with. I would say, oh, I'm a cage fighter for you to understand what I do yeah. I- in that sense, but it wouldn't be my choice of words. I'd, you know, I'd like to say that I'm an athlete or, you know, a mixed martial artist. And you're right, there is, or there are two sides to me. Nathan Jones, that stand up guy and Mr. Bag and Tag, you know what I mean? Um, and, and again, it is, it's you or me because <laughs> and, 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 when I fight I'm actually scared you know and I, not that i don't i don't I'm scared and I put myself in that position to to rise above it you know and like all these snakes and spiders they're the, they' feel, they're they're most dangerous when they feel threatened and I think that's what brings that out of me you know uh, when I'm in competition and obviously training I've got to train with that mindset that I'm in danger you know so um having those two sides allows me to release because you live your your life, you've got your stressful day. Everything gets down, and then you go, you step onto the mat, you can forget everything, and it's that your time, you know. And then you finish your session, you bow out, you can go back to your day, and, and, I, and I love that, and I think it's healthy to have the two distinct sides, so you can switch in, and switch out, or check in and check out, you know, as when required. That's that's me, you know. No, but
0: I think I think people also think that if people fight professional, amateur, whatever, they're also going to be more likely to be aggressive people. And my, my experience of the people I've met is if you're out with a group of people who do martial arts, a, you feel no mm. chance of getting into any trouble because these are people that understand that it's not something you do in the pub and it's something you have to avoid at all times. The people who, again, this is my experience, but the people who are more likely to get you into a fight are people who don't know how to fight. Because 100%. they they maybe watched a f- watched it in a film and they think they can do it, or they just or they've never done it and they feel they want mm-hmm. to prove something. But again, my experience of people who know how to fight won't want to do it. No, exactly. It. Exactly. You'll get exceptions to that always, you know. And if and if one MMA fighter gets in a fight, you'll hear about it because it, yeah, it's, it's bad that press. Bad out. Yeah. But I think in general they're people who they don't want to go out. And Why would you want to go and? have a fight with some drunk accountant when you're in a pub. It would be just no, no, no exactly. challenge for you and just only bad can come of
1: it. No, exactly, exactly. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I, I I like teaching young people martial arts and why I encourage young people to do martial arts is to have that that kind of conflict resolution within themselves. No, I don't need to rise above it. I don't need to uh, retaliate or I know what the consequences to my actions are can be do, do, do you know what I mean? whether it's not going to be end up nice for them or I'm going to get in trouble for what I've done you know so teaching this to young people from an early age is only a good thing you know and I think since I've started martial arts like you're saying I haven't I haven't been into any conflict for the reasons that you gave it's just a lot easier a quieter way to take a deep breath and, and play you know take the higher ground as such um, you know and uh, for me, fighting is, or oh, martial arts is done in the gym, you know, or on the stage, and, and that's where I keep it, you know, and I, I get my young people to do the same because if they feel that they don't need to use their martial arts, they're less likely to get involved into to gangs or get involved into uh, anti violent crime. Uh, I, I believe that martial arts can give them that kind of like, um, what's the word, that kind of sense of, of, of home, that sense of family. You know, you wouldn't want to get yourself in trouble because you don't want your parents to find out. Same way you don't want your, your coach to find out. Do you know what I mean? Or if you get in trouble, you can't do your martial arts. Do, 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 do you know what I mean? And that's like an anchorage. But I like my martial arts. But, you know, don't not let me do it. Vice versa. Like, if you get in trouble and you go to prison, well, you can't do your martial arts. Do, do you know what I mean? What makes you you? So I'm a advocate for for martial arts in a positive way. It does seem that the
0: the, um, the view of it in terms of kids has changed a lot. When I was a kid, there were karate classes around, but you had to go and find them. Mm-hmm. Whereas now they're in the school, they actually come into schools and teach and, you know, gyms like ours, tons of kids coming in every day. So it's not this kind of marginalised thing that you have to go and seek out. It's it's there for everyone to do.
1: A hundred percent. That's been one of my main, like, uh, mission goals to do is to offer martial arts as an alternative to to everybody because you you don't want to separate people from those that can afford it, those that can't afford it. You know, so uh, as part of of my business uh, in the bag, uh, my personal tra- my coaching business, we've been seeking funding and getting out to to the local schools in the borough. So it's not just in the gym, but we'll go out into the wider community to give everybody a chance to see what it's about and to make their decisions if they want to continue. Themselves, you know.
0: Something I meant to ask you before and I forgot, you, you talked about fear. Yeah. And that, Um. and but I'm particularly thinking of that last fight you had behind closed doors. Is there a particular point it hits you?
1: Yeah, every single time. Well, there's a few, okay. And I'll, and I'll let, me, let me, I'll walk you through it. I get the contract, right? And you're fighting this person. I'm like, oh my God, this person. You look them up on YouTube or, or Google or whatever, you see who they're for how they've won and your mind starts playing tricks and you're like oh my god uh, uh do i sign the contract and obviously you've got to sign the contract because the way i see it i'm the man you know I, i'm a fighter so i want to sign it um so that's the first part where i'm a bit scared and where things can play up and where you watch their videos and their highlight reels and then you know, gearing up to the fight, uh, you'll do interviews or, or, you know, you document your, your training and they'll do the same. People are sharing it and you'll see it pop up and your mind plays tricks on you. Well, they're training and they're doing this and that. Like what I have to do, you, you know, and you doubt yourself and you might have a bad training session because everybody has a bad day, you know, um, and that plays on you. Um, coming up to fight week, you weigh in. And they're there in front of you, you know, that for the last eight weeks, all they've been doing is so their sole focus was training to take you out. (laughs) That's quite scary, especially when you look at uh, some of these guys, you know, they're big and they're ugly and they're just scary, you know. And yeah, I'm in that category as well. I'm big, ugly and scary as well. But it's like that threat because the risks are real and it just plays on you. Um, but I only really switch on once my gloves, uh, once my hands are being wrapped, that's when it's, it's go time. Um, obviously I've done all the train, the hard training and preparation, but that's when I allow my adrenaline to, to take over because otherwise if I allow it way before it, but I have an adrenaline dump, I'll burn out, you know, so I, from once my hands are raised, I start going, I warm up and then that, that cage door shuts. And they're like, "You ready? You ready? Fight!" That's when I like switch on. I was like, "Okay, wow, uh, he's coming at me now." <laughs> and then, 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 it's the fight. And that's you know, then you can't really think, "What if it's like it's you or it's me?" So by that that's time, thrill. you're
0: you're loose. By that time, you're not. You're yeah, barely, yeah.
1: Hundred percent ready. You know, um, and as a fighter. You kind of gotta you know I see myself as a modern day warrior like a gladiator because they were doing similar things, and it's almost like you i've got to prepare myself that i'm not coming back like i've got to prepare myself to give it everything that i've got you know because the risks are real, and if I don't do it he's gonna, they're gonna win and or I'm gonna get hurt you know when I flip that on myself, then it becomes not be, it comes different between winning and losing it's like living or dying kind of thing you know. Because do you really think of it in those extreme terms? To, to, yeah, to convince myself that I'm having a fight, you know, and this is in black and white. It's like, he's trying to hurt me. You know, the cameras are on, the crowd's there, you know, and, and it's like you've got to perform. So I have like a mantra that I say to myself, I repeat, I repeat. It's like, um, um, it's my time to shine, I do this every day, bag and tag. I literally just repeat that in my head, repeat that in my head. It's like, whoo, whoo, whoo. It, 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 as weird as it sounds, that's how it's weird that it just works. I just get so hyped up and I look at myself in the mirror and it's like, I'm looking at somebody else. That's Mr. Bag and Tag. Uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm psyched up. So you
0: haven't fought since having your daughter, but did you, does it, has it changed your outlook to doing it at all?
1: Or? Uh, yeah, if anything, it, the, the, you know, the stakes are even higher now because that same reason is like I'm doing it for my family, mm. you know, and that was one of the reasons why I ended up doing the fight. I, don't, I wanted to pull out of the fight. Um, they gave me, uh, Cage Warriors gave me the choice to pull out of the fight. Uh, this, so we're going like, what, 10 days before we were all locked down. So it's 10 days before lockdown, they said, look, um, closing the event, we're moving it, you don't have to fight if you don't want to, you know, and I said to myself, I don't w- I don't want to fight, but, I'm going to fight if my opponent wants to fight, if my opponent doesn't want to fight, there's no fight, you, do, do you know what I mean, but I will fight, because I signed on the dotted line, and my opponent signed on the dotted line, he's making the effort, he came from France, so, as, Europe was locking down at different stages. We didn't know if the fight was going to go ahead, if he was going to get to the country, or be able to get back home. You know, um, so all, all all these things were you know going on in my head. But that's why I knew I had to make it count because I, you know, I had my family to get back to. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So uh, that was, a, it was, it was an important fight for me. Uh, it was a tough fight for me. I didn't win. What was different was that there wasn't a crowd, and I don't, I wouldn't say, oh, it was because of the crowd, because you, you know, but I felt that was different because I couldn't vibe off the crowd, knowing that I had my people there sh- shouting yeah. my name or, or people reacting to me getting him or him getting me, you, you know what I mean? Uh, it was a surreal feeling. Was it really? Unlike normally, you could hear
0: the coaches, and then not, you do have a corner, yeah. you had a one coach in there. So yeah,
1: I had, I had uh, two cornermen. The good thing was is, I can hear them perfectly. Yeah, because you know, yeah. um, and, and you know, like all the, 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 the acoustic sounds, like the cage, like banging, and people shouting, and the caxton going, you, they amplified, but, um, and it, it was, it was surreal, the best way is put it, it was surreal, there was no one in the audience, but I knew that there was, millions of people at home watching, because that was the only, live event happening in the world, at yeah. that time, uh, you know, a bit of pressure, you know, I feel like I, I you know, didn't yeah, because
0: it was on fight pass, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah it, was, it, was on,
1: it was on the fight pass, and no other sport events happened that day, so I, d- I didn't put the event on the pedestal or anything. But you know, the risk of me taking that fight, the reward was that everyone could see me do what I love to do. You know, so whether I win or lose, it's all you know. I'm always moving on. So
0: yeah, I guess it's that. <laughs> it's not like UFC two where you know there's one bloke who could do this and one bloke who couldn't do that. These days, the game's evolved so much that everyone's got a pretty rounded game, yeah. Yeah, okay, you know. So you're up against people, as you say, who are doing exactly what you're doing, training like you are to beat you, just yeah. as you are to beat them. No,
1: definitely. But I think that's the the beauty of it being a sport because it's competitiveness. You know, we all want to win, and the competitiveness brings the martial arts spirit out of us to be the best that we can be. It's put me on a everlasting journey, you know, um, and I enjoy it and uh, I want to, you know, get that message out there. That's why I'm here talking to you. That's why I'm there teaching the classes in the gym, just so everybody can get that something. Do
0: you think? Do you ever think about how long you'll fight for, or how many fights would you?
1: Mm, I've thought about that. You know, um, initially when I stepped into the gym, I didn't want to be a fighter. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And and it was like a, a gimmick. Oh, okay, I'll have one fight on the bucket list and go on. Then it, it was like that. Um, and then you know did that enjoyed it and i was like well okay how far can i take this how good can i be i won't know unless i, I do it so i said to myself right cool yeah i want 10 fights 10 professional fights you know enough get, get some money behind me get a mortgage and you you, you know that was, the, that was the plan i did the 10 fights uh didn't have the money for the mortgage I was like well i need to do 20 fights you know i've got myself up to 23 fights i've said to myself i've got about four more years left in me um, at my peak uh competing professional mma so i've got about another three four more years so 10 more f- up to 10, 30 fights that'll be me okay. um and i can continue my legacy of coaching training people i think um I want to stop when I'm, at, when I'm at the top, when I still can fight. Do, do you know what I mean? I don't want to uh, keep going, keep going, keep going until I can't anymore. So I think three more years. So 36 is a good time to retire. We'll get more than enough experience and I'll know. I've let the story unfold for itself and I'll, I'll know where 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 I can get to, you know. But, you know, touch wood, I can keep going, you know, stay healthy.
0: I suppose that's the main thing. Also, the, the weight you fight at because mm. you're because you're quite a big lad you fight at 170 pounds, so 12, yes. so twelve stone two. What's
1: it in kilos? Is 77 kilos.
0: 77. And What do you normally? Uh, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, not now. Not with the isolation <laughs> yeah, yeah. weight,
1: you know. But normally, I walk around 85 kilos, 85 to 87 kilos. So I'll cut 10 kilos. You know, 10 kilos as, as standard. Which is a lot. You know? it's a lot, but. In relative terms, it's not a lot compared to what other guys within my weight class will cut. We cut weight because we want to be at the top of the weight class. You want that advantage of being that bigger, stronger person. But it's got to the point now, everybody cuts weight, so we cut weight to keep within competition. So I'm fighting somebody my size. Otherwise, I'll fight somebody that's prepared to cut a ton of weight that will be much bigger than me, you know, and that's not a good day. It's (laughs)
0: It's worth saying that of those 10 kilos... This you, I never see you not what most people would consider lean. But so presumably yeah. you, you're losing some fat and then all the water. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, you, so. you lean, you lean up and then. But also then you do this big. I had Alfie on. He was talking me through. It sounds horrendous. Yeah. The water cup Yeah. Dehydrate yourself to the point of, and I don't want to say it, but to the point of death. These yeah. fighters do, and then you weigh in looking like a ghost. Mm, and then but, you then you rehydrate and go and fight the next day yeah
1: unfortunately that's that's what it's like for weighted sports you know and the way I look at it is that's what we get paid for we get paid to make the weight that's the that's the uncomfortable part that's the part that has to be done you know we fight for free
0: is that the worst
1: sorry you fight for free yeah but I'm getting paid to make yeah, the yeah, weight yeah because
0: that, that's what that's the, that's the, the money shot <laughs> the that, you know, really.
1: yeah that's the uncomfortable part that's the requirement every single fighter getting into combat sports has started off competing for free you know yeah. and we do it because we love it especially when you compare a uh, mixed martial arts to boxing where the pay uh, salaries are disparative you know but the people are still doing it martial uh, mixed martial arts is still a growing sport because people love to do it um, mm. me as a, as a professional fighter I do it because I love it you know um, not because I have to do it but because I again really just love it
0: Is the cutting weight the worst part then yes I say. yes uh, getting
1: hit in the face isn't funner. But I like to do the hitting as opposed to getting hit. Of so, <laughs> Touch wood that I keep doing. That. I
0: have to say with the weight cutting, because I was saying what what a positive force you are around the gym. There is an exception to that, and that's when we get grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone, everyone, <laughs> I see you. I see. I can see you across the gym, and I know you're cutting weight, not from your body, but from yeah. like.
1: Yeah, I feel you... tired, I'm grumpy, my tolerance level's low, uh, I'm unenthusiastic, I mean, like you and all the others at, at, at the gym that are around me know what it's like now, but for, for new people to me, or or if you only met me like once or twice before, you think like, what's up with that guy? But it genuinely is how I feel inside. I'm not very good at hiding my emotions most of the time, but you know, but uh on a calorie deficit at the same time still having to train hard harder than you would normally because you're getting ready for a fight it's, it's quite tough you know yeah
0: and you because you, you you often carry on working as well right so yeah you're still, still, tra- still teaching so and so I'll be teaching, and not
1: eating and yeah not drinking water yeah so uh, I've got it but uh, that's the thing I've had over 20 fights now so I've got the I've got the cutting weight down to an art so I know how it feels I know what I need to do when I need to do it And I'm getting better at managing my emotions, but at the same time, managing the whole process so I can still work. And I'll work up until two, three days before the fight, where it will be specific fight prep for cutting the weight. It it is what it is. It's part and parcel. You know, there's occupational hazards to the job, getting injured and cutting weight are those.
0: So there's there's injuries tearing things and stuff, but in terms of getting punched in the head, is that something you think about head trauma and
1: um no uh you have to not think about it is that yeah Uh, okay best way to look at it is i'm old enough to know better but young young enough to not give a fuck is 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 how i see it uh you know yeah you're right there is the the risk of head trauma but at the same time on the other side of the coin there are there are a lot of other things you could be doing with a higher risk of injury you know um For example, I look at my friends that play football, you know, Sunday league football or whatever, and they're getting this torn, that torn, pulled this, and it's like, what? It's technically not a contact sport. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And then here I am, contact sport, with the sole purpose of inflicting damage. I'm receiving damage. I'm, you know, again, touch wood, fingers crossed. I've not sustained as many injuries, you know. For that sense, my body clock's still pretty good. Maybe it's because I'm tr- I'm specifically training my body to take the damage and I'm bracing myself for that damage. You, you know, if somebody was to push you from behind, you get whiplash because you're not expecting it. But if somebody punches you in the face and you can see it coming, you can tense yourself, you know? So that sense of things, you're less likely to get hurt, you know? Have you had um, concussions? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had concussions. I've been knocked out. And I think that's probably the worst of it. I've, you know, I've had people... Getting knocked out in rugby. I've had people breaking, getting hit by a car just crossing the road. You know what I mean? So we you yeah. put, you know, or I've had people that have come down with other illnesses. Uh, so I just say, live and let live. Understand the risks and and train accordingly. Train safely. You know, it's not about having wars in the gym or, or toughles with with, with with your training partners, unless it's. Agreed upon, and you're getting ready for a fight, you know. But Mm -hmm. generally speaking, you've got to train and look after your partner, work together. I've been fortunate to have good training partners and good coaches to have a uh, pleasant training experience.
0: You talk, we were talking about fighters not fighting anywhere but the gym or the ring. When you were a kid, was it different? Did he have? We did you ever get in scuffles as a, as a boy? You don't have to talk yeah. about it. If oh, no, to no, no. That. Yeah, I, will. I just want I mean, to yeah. always think about the back. You know, <laughs> yeah, there is the making of the fighter even before they do martial mm. arts because a lot of a lot of fighters tell the story of that it, it was a turning point for them because they used to but then they stopped. I if, yeah, no, for me, you know,
1: I haven't been in trouble with the police um and I haven't. I've had had altercations, so I have been in fights, but. There was more, I was attacked as opposed to, you know, yeah, I'm going out, I'm going to have trouble, me and you, we to do this. We're going to meet behind the park. You know, none, none, there was none of that uh, in my life. Just being attacked, I think was attacked uh, three times, four, four times in my life, five, sorry, five times. I can think of maybe six, I don't know. Really? But little childhood, uh, well for me, when I look back, it's childhood, it's, it's youth uh, activity. And the turning point for me was that I was jumped. I was jumped by about three or four youths um, from behind after a night out, and I had to run away. You know, I managed to get away, but I, I thought, wow, if they caught me, you know, I would not know what to do. wouldn't know where to start. And I'll tell you what, I'm so tired from running away, I wouldn't even have the energy, you know, to defend myself. So that next Monday, I was down to the gym.
0: Okay so that was it. that was the turning so point this for is me. When you were 23, you had a near yeah. miss from a what could have been a very horrible hiding. That's
1: it. That's it. And I think I needed that. Not um not that everybody needs that, but everybody needs something in their life to just make them stop, make them think and to switch that light switch on. And that was my thing where it's like, right. Be proactive, you know, there's two ways you can take this. You know, that whole thing of, of fight and flight. Do I become a victim and never go out of my house, or do I learn how to defend myself so if that hap- ha- was to happen again, I'll know how to respond, you know. And uh, I took the the proactive way and got myself down the gym, and luckily uh, I haven't had an altercation since. Whether that's because people see my cauliflower ears or they recognise me on TV, I don't know, you know. But you know, I've, I've been I think right. I've, got, I've got a nice
0: cauliflower ear is a good <laughs> is a good sobering it's a good sobering look for someone who no. maybe hasn't thought things through. Hey, some you know, big, big, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a us. I'm going to leave it. Uh, yeah, exactly, it's not worth the hassle, yeah. really,
1: you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, no, and, and again, what I was speaking about before, the what martial arts has taught me is taught me to take a, a deep breath, to have that compassion. I don't need to rise to the challenge as such, you know, um, and, you know, go about the rest of my day and my life's been a lot more peaceful without these unwanted altercations, you know, when I was growing up. So, did,
0: was it, was it kind of serious stuff? Was it, was it serious related stuff or was it, was it, was it anything to do with what made you become a youth
1: worker? Um, no, I mean, growing up, I've, I've always been, I've had trouble at school, um, like being bullied and stuff, not quite fitting in. Uh, I grew up as a, in a single parent household, so there's, the way I, see, I look at, it, I'm, I'm just a big kid, you know. I've never like fully grown up. I've always been light hearted in that approach, and been able to relate to young people because I've got that little boy with inside, you know. Um, and it's just kind of like fell hand in hand um, with it, and I've just carried it on. It's something that I like doing. Something that I get job satisfaction from and something that I believe I'm good at you know so uh, the, yeah the, you know, what, I haven't looked
0: back since from what I've seen you're amazing at it Nathan, I'm yeah, sure you are and you're thank you. and you're traveling down to the coast you, you go down to Southampton is
1: it yeah so um as part of my coaching I do offer workshops and seminars and I've been I've been all over all over, up and down the country so I've been to Southampton so this year sorry within the last 12 months I've been to Southampton uh, for Next Generation Martial Arts. Taught the seminar there. Been Romford as well. Taught Bushin. Uh, been over to Dublin. Wow. Taught over in Dublin and the Basque. I was over in the Basque country wow. uh, uh, teaching. Taught a couple of seminars over there as well. So um, it's been it's been busy. It's been full on, and I love it. So
0: as soon as this. This is all over. There'll be no shortage of people wanting to wanting you to come train
1: with. Us. I hope so. I hope so. Do you know what I mean? I want to get back to how how things were. Not only just for my training, but for everybody else's as well, to be able to, to train yeah. and stuff. And, I think we're going to yeah. appreciate
0: I mean, not that we didn't appreciate it before, but I think we're going to appreciate it so much. hundred percent. It's been taken away from us. We never thought, we always knew you could have it taken away from you individually. You can get injured. You know, I had yeah. a terrible year with injuries last year. Then you, do, but you don't you do expect it to be taken away from everybody. No, nah, that, that it's
1: true. It's true. And I'll say this on record, you right. I will never skip a warm-up again, <laughs> but yeah. they're running around, I hate, even as much as I hate doing it, and everybody out there, hopefully you can relate, but, you know, we take it for granted, you know what I mean, uh, and even certain partners that you would take for granted before, oh, I don't want to go with them, or, oh, yeah, but I want to just roll, you know, we've got to practice the techniques, we've got to do the warm-ups, and, um, I won't take it for granted again yeah
0: but. you won't waste anything no. you, won't, you
1: won't waste the opportunity no, exactly
0: when when, when the opportunity is there well hopefully it won't be too long where can people find you so you're in the
1: yeah so uh, mr. bag and tag is is um, my my handle on social media and um, my training is in the bag PTC. Well,
0: everyone, everyone understands in the bag. I mean, if just yeah. in case they didn't, it's what they do with when they kill people. <laughs> and, uh, yes, and they're, and they're on, isn't it? Just a nice delicate, yeah. nice delicate. You bag and, and tagging. you know what I mean? Kill him and But yeah,
1: well, this is the thing. So I've got bag and tag. That's my name. You bag him and you tag him. So that's on the side. And then when I'm doing my youth work and I'm, you know I can't say yeah, you got a bag and tag them mm-hmm. So I've called my company In The Bag as a, as a positive oh, slum.
0: So oh, I get it. In so, The Bag, yeah. So, so it's, it's In decision. The Bag. It's, it's the back of the net. It's in The Bag. In the bag. in the bag without necessarily being dead. With a, exactly. With a you've on got on a, a, positive,
1: a positive outcome and you've done it and it's In The Bag. Amazing. You know, uh,
0: Brilliant, Nath. I love your work. Can't you. wait to see you fight again. Can't wait to see you teach again. Can't wait to see you back in the gym. Thank Nathan you very much. Nathan Jones, Mr. Bag and Tag. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yes. Thanks again to Nathan Jones. Nathan is Mr. Bag and Tag on Instagram and all other social media. His personal training business is In The Bag PTC. That's In The Bag and then P for performance, T for training, C for coaching. Talking of training, if you look at In The Bag PTC, Nathan's got lots of videos showing you how you can train in the comfort of your own home before we can all get back in the gym. Thanks for listening. Healthy Beasts will be back next Friday.